Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining Bill and I on this Soul Talk. We're so grateful to God for you. We we love it when we get to be with you and when we get to hear from you. Thank you for continuing to follow Jesus with us and, and pressing close to have growth in his likeness and in, in healthy community with each other as well as you're taking these things that you're learning and practicing in, in your life, in your ministry. We're so grateful and we learn from you too. So we lo- love to hear from you. We are going to talk today a little bit more about empathy. This is something that we talk a lot about. We find, especially when we're leading our institutes or trainings, that this tends to come out because we find so many people either have just totally and completely not understood it and kind of relegated it as being something that's kind of weak or even impotent or just for weak or emotional people or maybe just not something that is vital for them or not something that maybe even they feel they need or would want. Maybe they would even feel uncomfortable with thinking about that that they would need to receive empathy. Yeah, so soul shepherding, we really live in the intersection of faith and feelings, and that that specialty has just developed more and more over time as we're just constantly hearing from people. uh, Teach us more about empathy. Teach us more about emotional health. Teach us more about how to deal with the the stress and hurts and pains and difficulties of life as it relates to our our discipleship to Jesus and our leadership. And it's uh, one one of the top takeaways that people our students receive from our Soul Shepherding Institute and certainly from our spiritual direction certificate program, our new uh, coaching certificate program, which really emphasize empathy as part of the process of shepherding someone. And that's one of our distinctives in, in how we do spiritual direction is it's not maybe this, the stereotypical sort of contemplative approach, although we certainly value quiet prayer and uh, we're certainly um, providing prayer for listening to people and seeking to cultivate intimacy with Jesus, which is our, our top core value. But empathy is our second core value right after intimacy with Jesus. And so we just really feel like any conversation related to uh, growth or getting help or discipleship or when you've got something you're struggling with, it's really important that there is empathy built into that. Any leadership conversation, uh, any family conversation, uh, they just the, conversations, uh, relationships, projects, work go so much better when we give each other empathy, and yet not many people really know that well how to do that. Or even if they have learned some of the skills of active listening, it's difficult to practice that effectively. And the reason is because empathy is something that has to be in you to come out of you. It's a form of love and grace. It's a way to give and communicate love and grace to another person and to receive it from another person and, and even from God. But some people say, well, empathy, is, this is coddling. There was even a book written against empathy, which is just an amazing thing. But in just looking at that book, the author is really, he's really against uh, rescuing, enabling, uh, sympathy, pity. That's really what he's against. And he's using the word empathy to mean those things. 
but that's really not what empathy is. Emp- empathy, and then in, in the book, the what is stress is the value of compassion. And of course, compassion is like, you know, amazingly important and um, an ex- integral aspect of love. And it's a very, it's a Bible word. Compassion is all over the place in the Bible. Uh, empathy is a newer word that comes out of modern psychotherapy. But when you really look at compassion, for compassion to be effective, healing, uh, give somebody dignity, empower them, it needs to be rooted in empathy. It needs to be rooted in an understanding, a tender-hearted understanding about someone's emotions, needs, challenges, opportunities. Because if we if we rush into actions of compassion, which we feel for somebody, but we're not it's not based in accurate empathy about what they actually need and what actually is best for them, we, we can do harm. And, and, and that's actually where our compassion can be uh, enabling of irresponsibility or disempowering of someone or rescuing or uh, an expression of, of sympathy that's really more about I, I want to feel good about myself in responding to this problem. But empathy is what makes it on point with being a, a true expression of, of loving intervention, loving helpfulness for somebody. I think a lot of people think of empathy as being something that's weak or bad to need. They think of it as being something that only weak people need or that isn't good to need, that you shouldn't need. But my experience, both personally and and in ministry and as a therapist, a doctor of psychology with my clients, is that empathy is actually very powerful. It's not weak at all. And it is not, it's counterfeit of self-pity or pity pity that is this coddling or this fragilizing of someone. That's not what true empathy is. True empathy deals with reality. Yeah, because when you give somebody empathy, you're giving back to them their emotion or their problem or their need or the challenge that they're dealing with in their life. You're, you're, you're using your words to express your understanding of what they're experiencing it's giving them dignity because it's validating their experience. And then with that validation, with that understanding, comes the responsibility to uh, take ownership of that and to take some positive steps to, to deal with their, their life. Because mm-hmm. empathy, in effect, it says, I care for you. Here's what I'm understanding you're experiencing. I want to help you carry this this load, this weight. I don't want you to be alone with this. I want to support you. And it's your problem. Mm-hmm. That that's there's there's a hard line that's an empathy that is like, well, I'm not fixing this for you. I'm caring for you mm-hmm. as you fix this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so th- there really is a tough love part of empathy mm-hmm. that I don't think people really see. And it, it's it's implicit in good empathy is boundaries that you and I are different mm-hmm. people and we have different emotions, different needs, different personalities, diff- different lives to lead. But we're coming together in this conversation or in this project or, or in our in our relationship. And so empathy is very much the the, the, the heart glue there that helps us uh, really have that that warmth and, and that, that bond. But it is not it is not healthy empathy. Loving empathy is not rescuing or coddling or enabling it's actually giving someone responsibility to deal with their life that's really important to say because the all or nothings in life and in relating are just easier for us we we want to just kind of be 
tough and disciplinarian and kind of push somebody to do what they need to do to take responsibility for something. And in order sometimes to make us do that, we kind of callous our heart against them. Even as a parent, I remember the temptation to kind of callous my heart for my child in order to discipline them in the way they needed the discipline. But it was always better if I could discipline them in love with some empathy and show them that I care and that I'm, I'm, I'm sad for them, um, but that it doesn't change the consequence of their behavior. Yeah, giving somebody uh, feedback, uh, speaking the truth in love, a uh, parent pointing out to a child, as you're saying, a, a, a misbehavior that was irresponsible or unloving uh, for, for someone in the family or not doing their part to, to clean up or whatever the case might be, that giving that feedback is going to come better if it comes from a place of a, a tender heart that's trying to understand what that child is feeling or what that person is feeling. It's that old adage that... I don't care what you know unless I know that you care. And that's true in, in instruction and in, in discipline and in marriage. I often talk about how early on in our marriage, I would share with you what I was feeling and you would tell me what to do to fix it. And I would feel insulted because I knew what to do to fix it. I just needed to know you cared and I wasn't alone. I just needed some empathy to get the strength to get up and do what I needed to do. Yeah, and I'm sad about that in hindsight. And occasionally I fall back into that because I'm I'm a thinker and I have lots of insights about things and so sometimes I, I give that advice uh, that's coming up short of the the need for understanding and care and we who are teachers counselors parents we need to be careful about that because even when we have good advice it's way secondary to providing uh, warmth and understanding and acceptance and grace, uh, which are facilitated really well with, with empathetic listening and reflecting back the feelings that somebody seems to be having, uh, asking good questions where we're curious. These expressions of empathy really add warmth to a relationship and help people feel cared for. And whatever it is that we're working on, whatever it is that we're hoping people will learn for us, whatever we're, whatever relationship we're in, empathy is going to help make it go better. But don't you think there's still people that are thinking, ah, yeah, but that's just, that's just soft. You're just being too soft. You're just making people weak. If they, if you make them expect that they need empathy and I know you, you're not soft, Mm. you're not soft, but you are loving. And at some point you, the, the, the switch triggered for you early on and you realized how important empathy was and how truly loving empathy was, but you, you saw the power in it. You did at some point you switched into seeing it's not weak. It's not weak to ask for it and need it and want it. And it's not weak to, to offer it to someone. It's not coddling, it's not rescuing. Well, because I'm, my strength is my, my thinking, my ideas, my insights about life and faith and relationships and so yeah i have things to teach people whether it's our kids or students in our institute or clients that i'm providing coaching to our staff uh, anybody i'm with that's talking to me i'm going to have ideas about what what they're saying but i i learned that what was going to be most helpful for them what was going to be most uh, powerful for them was if i held back my 
my ideas, my thoughts, my advice. And I focus first on really understanding, really listening, asking questions, and really providing care. And that, uh, that actually the best ideas that people get for their life, their work, uh, is their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the insights that someone comes to, really with God's help, mm-hmm. when they're being listened to, are much more sticky for people than the advice that we give to them. So you saw that is, as you would listen empathetically with people and join them in their experience through empathy, that they, they would find that strength to wake up to what they actually know. Yes, and that's true in our teaching ministry, in our Soul Shepherding Institute. So for those of you that haven't, haven't been to our Soul Shepherding Institute, we, we want to invite you. We would love to have you come, even if you just tr- try one of the weeks. They're five-day retreats. Uh, they are meant to be practiced at one, two, three, four, in a sequence of four retreats over the course of two years. Or you can fast-track and go and jump into some different cohorts and get through faster than two years. But uh, most people do it in the cohort model and take a one, one five-day retreat every, every six months. But even if you just came to one retreat, we always have some guests, and we're happy to have you for that. You, you'll probably decide you want to do the rest of them because most people do. But in, we have each day, there's five days, and we have two teaching sessions. But even within those teaching sessions that are an hour and a half long, we don't just lecture the whole hour and a half normally. Uh, usually, most of that time is what we call squeeze the sponge, question and answer. And that's because that's where the best learning happens. When people can ask their question, express their situation and their life, their family, their ministry, their leadership, and be heard and be understood, uh, be valued in that. And then we have some, some conversation about how to deal with that situation. It's way more sticky for people. And then in addition, when, pe- when people share their reviews about well, what, was, what were their takeaways, what was helpful f- for them about the Soul Shepherding Institute, uh, so often it's uh, the spiritual direction session I had with, with your, your staff person or this spiritual direction process group that, that I was in that, that you led or uh, the way you responded to this question or it was my, my TLC time, five hours where I was reflecting, I was going through the, the retreat notebook and doing that exercise and thinking about what we were talking about in, in the last session and praying about that and, and the Lord just spoke to my heart. And so the ways, the, the life-changing insights come, it's, it's not that often in a lecture or even if it is, that's really only just part of it. And we need these relational process experiences where we're receiving empathy and someone's praying for us and we need times of experience where we practice things and we do things and we try them out and we journal things and we pray about them. And so empathy is involved in, in all of that because God is, he cares about what we feel. He cares about what we're struggling with. When, when we sin, that, that's hurtful to other people and to us, and, and God is empathy for that. And so that, that way of, of listening and understanding and caring and the curious questions, that helps us to receive the, the, the life-changing truths of the gospel and all the different things that the Bible teaches us. And, and we really think that compassion comes out of empathy because if you're really truly empathizing with someone and you're really truly understanding them, then if God calls you to do something, to act in some way, you're going to be acting with a, a compassion that's responsive to what the real need is. And if we just act with a compassion based on what we think the need is, it could be a miss. 
And I think that's one of the things that, that we learned also early in our relationship with each other is that as we came to embrace empathy and to listen with empathy, we really grew in our understanding of what each other really needed. Yeah, and we're just hearing this from people all the time. So like one example, a pastor said to us uh, that in the Institute, he experienced a very, very safe place, uh, a secure attachment uh, in, in relationships uh, with us and others, and that this is something rare for him. He said uh, the, the, the empathy that he experienced is so good and even a little disorienting, he said, because he's used to receiving from his own self or from other people accusation and excuses and blame and withdrawal. And he says, empathy opens my heart to God and, and to others, to my wife, to my kids. And uh, I've been, he, he admitted, I've been so angry and feeling as if I can't share my deeper feelings except I, I get angry about stuff. And so he says, but he doesn't want to be angry because he doesn't want to hurt people doesn't want to criticize people, doesn't want to judge people, doesn't want to put pressure on people. He wants to be gracious. So because the main emotion he feels is anger, he just shuts all of his emotions down and tries not to be emotional. But then he realizes that that just it gets depressing and he loses energy and it, it really is in his relationships, there's not the same intimacy there. And even in his ministry, his teaching isn't as effective as it could be. So he's seeing a whole different, not just seeing, but experiencing a whole different paradigm for his relationships with with people and with God that center around uh, empathetic understandings and, and expressions of what's really going on in life and getting getting at uh, empathizing with the anger, but also what's underneath the anger and some of the fear and some of the hurt and some of the feelings of shame and finding words for that, getting language for that and being able to talk about that with his spiritual director. He says it's life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of a woman last week who shared with us that she had received empathy from you when she shared about her experience in her marriage. And she she was so disarmed by it. She was like, wow, I, I'd never received empathy about that. It was so validating. And I'd never received it from a man. It was so reparative and so healing to have you validate and empathize with her experience. And then um, it freed her to be able to forgive her ex-husband. Just, just receiving that and that validation of what her experiences was was like, and that empathy she felt from you, then helped her. That gave her what she needed to be able to get free and forgive. Yeah, and it's such an honor to do that for her or for anyone, and then so fulfilling to see how the Lord uses that offering of of empathetic compassion, soft-hearted listening and validation. Just a curiosity. Well, tell me more about that. Tell me more what that was like for you and what you felt. And when people feel heard and cared for in this way, it, it empowers them. It empowers them, in this case, to, to forgive. Uh, in other cases, to, to be a better leader, to be a better teacher, to be, to be a better parent. Uh, somebody talking with us about uh, some parenting challenges last week in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat. And uh, just the, the nitty-gritty of that and, and then coming to realize that, oh, my, my kids were having some emotions and I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't empathize with them and I just tried to fix their behavior and, and that didn't go well and they reacted badly and then I got frustrated. And, and it's like redoing the whole conversation from the standpoint of, okay, well, let's talk about what were you feeling as a parent and 
uh, as a father there, what were you feeling? Okay, what were your kids, what do you think your kids were feeling? And it's like it changes the whole conversation now to pay attention, to have, have words for the, the experience that you're having in the situation. It guides, it guides the conversation, it guides any teaching, it guides the, the discipline, it guides the repair. You were using the word repair, Christy, and empathy is essential to repair when there's been a, a hurt in a relationship or, or some sort of a, a breach or a problem in the relationship. And that, that's like the most important thing we can do in our, in our family relationships, our small groups, in our friendships, our work relationships, is when there's been uh, some offense, even if it wasn't intended, is, is to say, just to repair that by saying, well, tell me how that felt for you. What was that like for you? And to be able to say, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, I, that was not my intention. And it sounds like what, what you experienced, what you felt there was. And am I understanding that? Tell me more about that. And that, that kind of a conversation is healing. And it restores and, and rebuilds trust and, and partnership in whatever it is that we're doing together. And it, it helps us to take courage then once we've received empathy to also take courage to own our part that we do need to grow in and we do need to acknowledge. To receive empathy involves having to humble ourselves, having to mm. humble ourselves to receive from God through somebody else. Yeah, so empathy is not coddling. It's actually empowering. Uh, it, it, empathy, to be good at empathy, you need to be strong in your heart and your soul you need to be strong in your self-awareness. It's, it's not something weak. It requires owning your, your emotions and being responsible with your, your needs, your problems, your sins, your, your weaknesses. And empathy imparts strength to other people because when they become more aware of what they feel and need and what they're struggling with, that is the major building block of emotional intelligence, which is the largest predictor for success in our work, our relationships, our faith, is to be emotionally intelligent. So empathy is a great word. Uh, we've even got it in newer translations in the Bible, Hebrews 4.13. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but, but one who is prepared to offer empathy and to give us mercy and grace in our time of need. The throne of grace, the holy God, is empathetic with us. So friends, we want you to agree with God's empathy. We want you to receive it. And we, and we want you to receive it from God and through his ambassadors. And then we want you to be able to overflow and give it. Lord Jesus, thank you for your perfect empathy for each one of us. And thank you, Lord, that you call us into love one another, relationships with others in the body of Christ. And we all want to be friends who offer empathy to others, and who receive empathy from others. Uh, and in our family relationships, our marriages, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to grow in empathy, help us to see how much this will help us to grow in our Christ-likeness, to have the empathy of Jesus. And many of us, Lord, we, we, we need some experiences with a, an empathy specialist. And so lead us to a spiritual director or a coach that can Provide that empathy, that prayerfulness, that gracious guidance for us in our life, our relationships, our leadership. And, and Lord, just pray that if a soul shepherding spiritual director or coach would be helpful uh, for our friends listening to us, just pray that you would just prompt them to just give that a try and to reach out to us uh, on soul shepherding and connect with one of our senior spiritual directors or senior coaches. Uh, 
It's such an honor, Lord, that we get to do life with our friends listening and just pray your best blessings, just to overflow of your unfailing love for, for each one and for their family members and friends and the people that they minister to. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 